mobile phones, laptops, tablets, and everything in between. This is Sean and Sean, and you're listening to the Silicon Theory Podcast. Greetings, fellow tech seekers. Sean from Silicon Theory here, and this is normally the part of the show where I tell you what was new and interesting in technology in the worlds of Apple, Google, and everyone else. But not today. For today's show, I wanted to do something a little bit different. I did kind of a recap of the latest happenings this week on our anchor station, so I wanted to focus a little bit more. So this ST Weekly will be a special episode. It's going to be my thoughts and first impressions after one week with a OnePlus 6T. Now, while our full review is still coming soon, for those of you that aren't familiar with OnePlus, they are a sub-brand of the Chinese OEM Oppo, or Oppo, depending on how you pronounce things, and they've been in the smartphone game for quite some time. In fact, they've been producing flagship-level phones for not flagship-level prices for five or six generations now, depending on whether or not you believe the model number of their phones or actually how many phones they've produced. But the end result is, is that they have a lot of experience in developing quality devices. And in fact, the OnePlus One produced many years ago was touted as a flagship killer because it was produced with high-end specifications and started at a very not high-end price. Now, OnePlus has had their devices be subject to price creep over the last several years, but you can still obtain one of their flagships for a sub $600 price tag. And that's great in an era where the $1,000 smartphones become more and more commonplace. But if you are considering buying a OnePlus device, it's probably going to be for three primary reasons. And so those reasons are what I wanted to cover in this first impressions review. Number one, the price point, as we've already touched upon. What you're really looking at with OnePlus is a phone that you can obtain probably, hopefully, by paying cash outright and owning the device. And we'll talk a little bit about the value proposition later as well. But for right now, budget means that you are not able or are unwilling to spend more than $600 on your next device. And if that's the case, then the OnePlus devices should be at or near the top of your list. Second, software. If you're a fan of the Pixel devices, like you probably know that I am, you want the clean and stock Android experience that you get from the Pixel devices. And the OnePlus Oxygen OS variant of Android is not too far off. In fact, fans of Pixel devices will be very familiar with the way that the OnePlus 6T operates because, for all intents and purposes, it is stock Android with a few distinctive tweaks, and we'll touch on that in a little bit too. But third, performance. And performance in this case really means raw speed. And the OnePlus devices have been notorious for being among the fastest smartphones out there. And brute speed sometimes doesn't always equate to a positive customer experience, but in OnePlus's case, they are delivering a fast, fast phone. And if anyone out there has ever used a phone that has been subjected to stutter, lag, or general jankiness, you know what I mean. Speed is something that you don't always get from your investment in a modern smartphone. And there are many things that can impact this, but 
The scope of our review is limited to the OnePlus 6T for right now, so we'll talk about the ways that the OnePlus 6T can deliver, and then I'll talk about a few other goodies that the OnePlus 6T has in store for prospective buyers as well. Sound good? Then let's get started. First, the price point. This is fairly obvious to most people, but when you're considering a smartphone these days, price does have to play a consideration. And clearly, if money is no object, then you can buy any phone that you want. But for the vast majority of people, it isn't. And things like device payment plans and 0% financing are common tools to leverage a great smartphone into the hands of people who might not otherwise be able to afford it. But the OnePlus 6T is, in particular, a fairly good value proposition at its nominal $579 price point. At $579, you're normally considering a mid-tier device. And on sale, there are a few other flagships like the Galaxy S9 and perhaps on Black Friday, even the Pixel 3 devices that would approach this price. But you still are generally limited in the number of options that you have for high-end or flagship level devices in the sub $600 price range. The OnePlus 6T certainly delivers on flagship specifications at this price point. You're looking at a Snapdragon 845, a, in my case, 128 gig of storage and eight gig of RAM variant that includes a 3700 milliamp hour battery. You would normally expect to pay hundreds of dollars more to get these kinds of processor and storage options, but you don't have to compromise with the OnePlus 6T. It's priced very reasonably for what you're getting, and as Sean P. and I have said many times on the Silicon Theory podcast, you're generally getting about 90% of a flagship at about 75% of the price. That's not something to be overlooked. If you could get a positive experience out of purchasing a smartphone and spend less, then why wouldn't you? And I think that's kind of the basis behind OnePlus's mantra of never settle. What they're telling you to do is not have to settle for spending more when you can get a great experience out of your smartphone for less. And for the most part, the OnePlus 6T does deliver on that promise. You can obtain a device now directly from T-Mobile if you choose to, or buy it unlocked direct from OnePlus and be assured that you are spending a fairly reasonable amount of money in today's economy for your flagship level smartphone. Now let's talk about the software experience. Not a lot of people these days are really concerned with what software is on their smartphone. If you ask them, they might know that they're running an Android phone or that they own an Apple device. They may even know what version of iOS they're on if they're on an Apple device. But by and large, the vast majority of consumers today are unaware of the wide variety of what is called quote unquote fragmentation within the Android ecosystem. And really, to be honest, only nerds like me, and not like Sean P in this case, are really concerned about the software experience with their smartphone. I buy and have owned Nexus and Pixel devices from Google in the past because what I'm looking for is a clean experience that provides a minimal interface that allows me to get to the selections that I want quickly and without having to dive into a number of different menus. And Google's vision of Android, the Pixel version of Android if you will, delivers on that promise. You can customize things the way that you want, but you can also get to what you want very quickly. In addition to that, 
Google provides regular updates to the Android operating system, and that includes security patches as well. They've made a commitment to deliver multiple years of operating system and security updates, and that's something that most consumers should be concerned with when they're purchasing a smartphone. There are many devices out in the wild right now running the Android operating system that are still vulnerable to security threats that have been patched, by and large, a long time ago. It's Google's responsibility to provide these updates, but it's also the carrier and OEM's responsibility to give them to you. And most carriers and the vast majority of OEMs are not, at this point, responsible or conscious enough to be able to deliver on the same level of promise that Google gives. OnePlus, with their devices, have approached this level of software in both how it operates as well as their level of commitment to updates. First, the software itself. It is, for all intents and purposes, a stock version of Android. Oxygen OS, in its many variants, has been many things over the years, but one thing it's always been is bare bones and clean. For me, that's incredibly appealing. It's very similar to the stock experience of Android, or, if you prefer, the experience you now get with a Pixel device, and that's a great feeling. On top of that, OnePlus has built in some of their own design elements and tweaks, and, in some cases, even improved further upon the original. A couple of cases in point. First, most of their devices in all of their iterations, and this includes the 6T, have a hardware switch that allows you to toggle the ringer between ringing, vibrate, and silent with the flick of a switch. Android now has a method of allowing you to do this, but it's not hardware-based, and it's certainly much more interesting to operate and find than the OnePlus 6T's version. Having a hardware switch is easy, convenient, and also allows the vast majority of people to be able to do it relatively quickly without having to hunt and peck through the software or without having to press the volume down button repeatedly. Now, granted, the latest version of Android, Android 9.0 Pi, does have a much quicker way to do that, but previous versions of Android did, and then didn't, and then did again, and then didn't again. You see where I'm going with this. A software solution will always be subject to the whims of the software manufacturer. A hardware solution, once implemented, can always get you where you want to go. The second thing that immediately jumps to mind is gesture navigation. Recently introduced in Android 9.0 Pi, but also kind of pioneered on the iPhone X, gesture-based navigation is something that, once you get used to it, seems like it's intuitive, but can be a little bit challenging to find your way through in the beginning. Google's implementation of the solution has been roundly criticized in most tech circles for being inelegant at best and downright a pain in the butt at worst. OnePlus gives you multiple options, which now, in the latest version of Android, you don't have. The typical three-button navigation is still available, and you can also switch over to the Android 9.0 gesture-based system, but OnePlus has also built in their own gesture-based navigation, which is a third option that operates very similarly to the Apple variant. In fact, the ability to choose between these three options is something that makes the software in Oxygen OS very attractive to me, and 
hopefully to the vast majority of people who would be considering this device because choice here is the thing. Once you've used a OnePlus device, you could easily switch over to a Pixel device or a device that runs a similar skin like any phone from Motorola. And quite honestly, after you've done that, I think you'd find it hard to switch back to something else. Lastly, let's talk about performance. My experience with the OnePlus 6T has been a bit of a mixed bag. And I don't mean that to say that the OnePlus 6T is not fast, because it is. It's incredibly fast, and as we've already talked about, the combination of large storage options, amazingly cutting-edge processor options, and a tremendous amount of memory give you an overall fast experience. And in my time with the device, I found that it hasn't really had any hiccups that I can speak of other than a few that are related to the gesture-based navigation system. And that, quite honestly, is just user error in trying to manipulate the UI in a way that the UI doesn't understand what you're doing. I heard someone describe the OnePlus devices as being brute force fast and the Pixel devices as being smooth and fast. And I think that's a fairly accurate comparison if you can kind of wrap your mind around what it is that I'm trying to convey. The OnePlus 6T opens and closes apps quickly. You can get to your recent apps quickly and you can generally push around the operating system with as much speed as your fingers will allow. But it doesn't appear fluid in the way that the Pixel devices do. It's a little bit difficult to describe, but I guess the best way that I would put it would be if you're looking at an animation, say you're going to switch applications and you're using the application switcher. On the OnePlus 6T, you would swipe up from the bottom and hold. And that does bring you to the apps menu very fast, but it merely seems like you stopped doing what it was that you were doing before and started being in the app switcher. Whereas on the Pixel device, you swipe up and hold in a very similar fashion, but you do it much more fluidly. The app that you're currently using appears to recede into the background, and it's a natural progression from what you were doing to getting into the app switcher. It's fast, but in a different way. And for some people, I doubt they would even notice. In fact, probably most people wouldn't even notice, but to me, I tend to notice the smoothness and the polish of the Android UI's fluidity when using a Pixel device, and it's something that I've come to appreciate. The way that OnePlus does it accomplishes the same end goal, but not in the same way. Perhaps it's a design team thing, or perhaps it's a lack of resources, but OnePlus really leverages their brute force and the specifications to get somewhere quickly. It's probably the difference between driving a sports car that's built for speed versus a fast luxury car. You can both get there at 120 miles an hour. One might do it with a little more comfort and style. The other might get you there with the feeling of performance throwing you around in the seat. That's in essence the difference between the OnePlus 6T and the Pixel. They're similar speeds, but designed to get you there in a different way. And yes, I promised a few other goodies, so here's a quick look at my thoughts on the Underglass fingerprint scanner. First and foremost, it's pretty neat. 
Everyone that I've shown the phone to has a reaction from astonished to mind boggled when I pull the phone out of my pocket, tap the display to light it up, and put my finger on the glass to unlock the device. It's really an interesting piece of technology, and it's not quite mature yet. It works. There's no question that it does. And here in Southern California, I'm probably not going to have the same concerns about unlocking my phone while wearing gloves that people in other parts of the country would if you bought this phone. However, having said that, it's very clear that the optical sensor that OnePlus is using is in its first iteration of the design. Not generation, because the phones out these days have seen subsequent upgrades in their technology for these optical scanners, but it's first iteration. We'll see a second iteration of this in the hypersonic fingerprint scanner that is rumored to be provided by Samsung's Galaxy S10 devices, but for the meantime, it works. And as with many things OnePlus related, you do have other options. The face unlock is incredibly fast, and in fact, there are multiple times when I've merely pressed the wake switch and the phone, if it's pointed in front of my face, unlocks almost instantly, as if it was never locked to begin with. That's how fast it is. Now, having said that, the face unlock method is not the most secure way of locking your device, so people who are thinking about using this feature as their only security switch should probably at least have a pin backup. It's a great way to be convenient with your phone and might solve some of those weather problems that I talked about before. That's pretty much my first impressions and thoughts on the OnePlus 6T. If you're interested in this device, let us know. Leave us a comment on social media or head on over to the unboxing video at our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash C forward slash Silicon Theory, and leave us a comment there. Let us know what you want us to cover in the OnePlus 6T in our full review. Thanks for listening. Remember, as always, you can find all of our content over at SiliconTheory.com. Follow us on social. We are at Silicon Theory on the Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you're listening to this through iTunes or Anchor, please feel free to give us a five-star review or give us some applause on Anchor. We appreciate it, and it helps the show. Thanks again for listening. And remember, as always, we will talk tech soon.